about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. believe we have that better days are coming and I believe in the name of Jesus that this season will pass and we will step into a better days of our lives both personally and both as a nation in Jesus mighty name and someone says amen all right before all this happened I had already prepared this message so please um this is just a pure message to members of Worship Tabernacle family and friends. And I believe that it will be a blessing. Over the last few weeks, I got us, what I would say, has weaved a trend or weaved uh, a, a, a cloth. He's, he's building something upon our lives in Worship Tabernacle that I believe he's trying to teach us something, bring it in remembrance to us. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And as God started to deal with me, he said, start to deal with their moods. And then he moved me from moods that I can't answer their prayers if they lack character. And then this time around, God says, I want you to go on a two-week or three-week journey about what I call take ownership. Take ownership. The subtitle is being the CEO, Chief Executive Officer of your life. I didn't know things would start to occur in our nation right now. But I'd already prepared this sermon a long time ago where God says the major problem with many people is that they're not taking ownership. Let's go to the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 4 to 5 and I can't finish this message so it's a series. But let's follow with me and see what the Bible says. The Bible says make a clear, careful exploration. <laughs> Did you see that? I love when I use different versions because it, it, it brings out the, the, the intensity of what the word of God is saying or what, what was on the mind of the writer. And the message actually um, 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 captures this in a way that goes beyond my imagination. It says, make a careful exploration of who you are. You have to explore it, of who you are and the work you have been given. And then think yourself into that you can't do someone else's work you've got to find out what you are called to do and then the bible says sink yourself into into that it says don't be impressed with yourself <laughs> don't compare yourself with others each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. You know, I can just shut this down. I always say this when I read some scriptures that, 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 that motivate me. I can just shut this down and we can go home. He says, each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best. Not just doing the best, but being creative. Being, doing the creative best you can with your own life. As I said, that as a sequel to all the messages that I've preached over the last two months, God began to say to me, He says, Ty, you've got to take 
responsibility and take ownership for your life. He started to teach me that how I can teach us all. As I said, God's called me. One mission God has called me to do is to shape lives. Everyone has their own different missions, but God has called me to shape lives. Then you will fulfill your dreams and then your success will be guaranteed. God is saying, I want you to become the CEO of your own life. Tell the people to become the chief executive officer of their own life. Meaning, it's time to take ownership of your life and your future. This coronavirus, this sickness, this financial uh, issue, this famine that is going around does not exempt us from taking ownership of our lives. Uh, folks, I've come again. Sorry, I've come again. To speak to the millennials and speak to the Gen Z's generation. I want to speak to you because I know that many of you now have the opportunity right now not to make the same mistakes some of your predecessors has made. Because until you take ownership of your life, you will always be chasing happiness. Until you take ownership. Until you take ownership of your life, you will always be chasing after happiness. I've come to speak to this young generation, guys. Really, no matter what is going around you, you got to be the CEO of your life. I, I hear this word in counseling so many times. I hear that many people say, my entire family is overweight. It is in my genes that it's just the way I am. Many people say, I'm over 40. I, I can't lose weight because of my hormones. So I've stopped trying. I hear people say, my boss hates me. So I'll never get a promotion. I, I, I don't have time. I work. I have kids. I have no energy I left after work. I'm too old. Can you hear people say, I'm too old to change careers. I'm too old to change careers. Pastor, what else can I do at this particular age? I mean, I hear many people say uh, that, that, that no employer wants to employ somebody at this age of mine. I hear people say, I will never find a partner because all the good ones are taken. <laughs> many people say, I can't afford this in this economic climate. I hear all this. I hear it so many times during counseling. But the problem is that phrases like those listed above signifies a lack of personal responsibility for our circumstances. Listen to me carefully, guys. They shift the focus of our problems from other people and things and they perpetuate the myth that we are fated to live our inevitable lives with no control over the outcome. That's what, that's what he's saying to us. Stephen Covey said, I am not a product of my circumstance. I am a product of my decision. I am not a product of my circumstance. I am a product of my decision. I'm going to say this again. He says, I'm not a product of my circumstance. I am a product of my decision. Because if you don't take responsibility for your life, you will be subject to the decisions that are made for you and the decisions that circumstances make for you. If you don't take ownership, people make God or make some heathen de deity take the blame for everything. 
and fail to take any kind of personal responsibility or ownership for their life. Everything changes for the better when you take ownership for your life and don't make the problem become your narrative. Ha! I hope somebody will get this. I know, I know you're looking at me at home and you're thinking, no, that husband, no, that wife, no, that child, no, that boss, no, that thing, no, that circumstance, no, that weight. But I'm telling you that the biggest lie the enemy can give you is the ability and the luxury for you to be able to blame other people without taking ownership of your own life. Can I say this? God didn't borrow you a life. God didn't borrow you a life. He gave you a life. And then he says, Occupy till I come. Another version says, Do business till I come. God didn't borrow you the life. He didn't say, I'm borrowing you this life. Let me see what you do. I will take it anytime. I want to take it. No. He gave you a life. He gave you a life. And that's the difference between what you borrow and what you own. Because before we had this building, we were renting a building. It's easy to rent a building because you just leave the building and then you come back and you pick up the building again and you leave the building every week in and week out. You're not concerned about what runs behind the scene to maintain the building. But when we bought our own building, we now have to take care of the painting. We have to take care of the floors. We have to take care of the cleaning. We have to take care of the gas. We have to take care of the electricity. We have to take care of the chairs. We wash these chairs nearly twice a month. The whole entire chairs in this place, 300 and something uh, odd chairs. We have to wash it because we have two services in those days. And we, uh, we used to have two services. And we have to wash the chairs. We have to, we have to maintain the building. You know why? Because it is more precious to us because we own it. We own it. And many people do not realize that if you do not make this your business, your life, your business, if you don't make your life something that you own, you will never, never, never make progress. Make your life your own business. Make your life your property and don't mortgage it out to anyone. Something happens when you feel ownership. You no longer act like a spectator or a consumer because you are an owner. We have to take ownership of our own lives. And so before I close, you may want to ask me, Pastor, so how do I take ownership of my, my life? How would I become a good CEO? Because let me say this to you. Everyone right now is a CEO. Everyone is a CEO. You are the chief executive officer of your own life. But as we can see in history, there are good CEOs and there are bad CEOs. The good ones may walk into a company and turn bad fortunes into good fortunes. I remember some years ago, and I was just watching that documentary about Apple. Remember Steve Jobs? He started Apple with Steve Wozniak. And then after a while, they kicked him out. Something happened between them. He said, I employed a bad person. That's all he just said. He said, I just employed a bad person. And before you know anything, the boss kicked him out. And it looked like it was going on well for a while until Apple started to decline. It declined so much that 
They were about to become insolvent. They were about to file for bankruptcy. Then they had to call Steve Jobs back into Apple. When he came back to Apple, he said it was bad. It was on his knees. But in space of a year, he was trying to do another product. He employed other people. And that's why you need other people in your life to make progress. If you become an island, you will never be productive. He said in the documentary, he employed this chief financial officer. And this chief financial officer, he wasn't a geek. He wasn't into computers. But he knew what things should be done. He knew his passion. He knew what his calling was at this particular time. And so what did he say to them? They were doing wide area network computers. He says, you need a consumer product that can go onto the table of everyone before we can turn it around. And that's where listening comes into place. Steve Jobs listened to him. They, sat, they, they made this small Mac computer again. They sold it. And in one year, one year, one year, they turned the fortunes of Apple from a, a big, big conglomerate that was declining to one of the most valuable companies in the world and up till now. Now I said that story because you can turn around the fortunes of your life. You can turn it around. You can turn it around because if you don't take responsibility for your life, I'm not telling you that if your husband or your wife doesn't take responsibility for your life, I'm talking about you taking responsibility for your life because at the end of the day, God is not going to judge us as a family but as a person. you got to learn to take responsibility for your life. You can turn around the fortunes of your life. If your life has been declining, I'm telling you better days are coming. If you can just take ownership of your life. If you listen to my messages over the last few weeks, I'm putting the onus of responsibility back on us. Because many times we've talked about what is the church? Why can't the church do this? Why can't my family do this? Why can't my job do this? No, 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 no. At one point in time, you can blame your parents for a long time. But at a certain age, you are going to have to take responsibility for your action. Take ownership for your life. Say to yourself, by God's grace, I'm going to take ownership of my own life. You are the best CEO of your life. So how can you take ownership? I'm going to give you four or five things over the course of this series. Number one, number one, you must accept you. <laughs> you must accept you. I want you to beware of two major things that can define your life. Listen to me. Firstly, don't define yourself by the way others see you. And secondly, do not define yourself by the way you see, see others. Ah, I hope someone got this. Don't define your life by the way others see you. And don't define your life by the way you see others. I'm not going to go back on my last message. Well, how people see you is reputation how god sees you is character and many times we accept ourselves by how people accept us or how we 
see other people being accepted. Because when you define yourself by the way you see others, you don't easily see their struggles. You don't see their fears. You don't see their setbacks. You don't see their failures. So don't do it. It isn't empowering. Looking at your life through the prism of someone else on social media. Do not be afraid to be yourself because you cannot be a good CEO if you're not yourself. Trying to be someone else will exhaust and destroy your destiny. As a pastor, when I first started pastoring, for the, for after seven years I was exhausted. Seven, eight years. By seventh year we moved into this building, I was exhausted. I was finished. You know why? Because people kept telling me how I should behave like a pastor. I, 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 I started to wear suits. I started to wear the tie. I started to smile. I started to do this. I, started, I had to be careful what I said. I had to be careful what I didn't say. After a while, I was driving down to church one day and I said to myself, who exactly am I? I lost myself until I submitted myself right here in front of this pulpit to God. Say, God, I'm finished. I'm exhausted. I was burnt out. That was the turning of my life. You may not like me. You may send your comments. But I know what God has called me to do. And I'm going to be creative and sink myself in it. To be what God wants me to be. Because when I get to heaven. Or when God is going to start to tick. He's not going to tick me based on what marks you give me. He's going to tick me based on the marks he gives me. He's not going to take you as a husband, you as a wife, you as a single person, based on how the world takes you, based on the likes and the emojis and the loves. No, that's not how God is going to take you. God is going to take you based on, were you a good product of the image that I gave you? Don't be afraid to be yourself. Trying to be someone else is too exhausting. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10. Listen to what he says. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. It's the Amplified. He says, But by the grace, the unmerited, unmerited favor and blessings of God, I am who I am. And you remember that the theme of this year is I am. I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not found to be for nothing. Fruitfulness and without effect. God's grace towards you. You've got to be able to say, I am what I am. I'm not saying this in an arrogant way, but you've got to be able to say, I am what I am. I am what I am. I may make my mistakes, but I am what I am. I may not be do what you want me to do, but I am what I am. I am what I am. Because, ladies and gentlemen, let me bless somebody this, this morning, stroke afternoon. You must see value in yourself to accept yourself. And then you will now add value to yourself. I've got to say this again. I think somebody missed me. You've got to see value in yourself to accept yourself. Then you will add value to yourself. Oh. One more time. I think somebody didn't get this. You must see value in yourself to accept yourself. Then you will add value to yourself. You cannot celebrate what you don't accept. Accept the way you were created. It is a signpost to your future. You have to choose to believe 
that you are acceptable just as you are because no one else can do this for you. If you are going to be the chief executive officer and a good one by that way, if you're going to take ownership of your life, you can't take ownership of what you don't accept. Accept yourself because Zig Ziglar said this. He says, it is impossible to consistently behave in a manner inconsistent with how we see ourselves. <laughs> we can do very few things in a positive way if we feel negative about ourselves. This is the biggest message because right now you may have lost your job. And you feel worthless. Right now they may have made you redundant. Followed you. Right now you may be sitting in the house and watching me. No husband. No wife. And you may think that your entire world is valued based on what you have. But it is not. I was speaking to a, 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 a gentleman. A dear son of mine. This week. He's gone through stuff. And I said to him, and I hope he forgives me because I'm just using him as an example to be a blessing. And he, he, I said, they've taken the car. There's no more job. There's no person that you could say loves you or who you love in a tight relationship. It, it looks like God has stripped you of everything that you think adds value to you. And he's only left you with yourself. <laughs> because the greatest value you can ever have in your life is yourself. Because all those things can be lost. One thing you should never lose is who you are. No car. No, 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 no job. No girlfriend. No fiancé. Nothing. Everything that surrounded him. Everything that looked like fig leaves. Because sometimes we, 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 we carry fig leaves. To surround our nakedness has now been left. And we found out that God sometimes brings us into a place of isolation. Where he says, I want you to look within yourself and say, I have value. You've got to know that. You're a picture of value. Why? Because God did not make junk. If you don't realize that you have genuine value... And that you are worth investing in. Then you will never put in the time and effort needed to grow your potential. You have got value. Do not place your value in your circumstance. Do not place your value in what you have or you don't have. Don't place your value in the things that are around you. You know why? Because until you accept yourself, you will never take ownership of your life. So, but somebody's asking me, I, I know there are steps within steps. How can I be a good picture of value? How can I accept who I am? How can I accept my value? I'm glad you asked me. Let me give you three or four things. Number one, under number one, or A, under number one. <laughs> Believe your value. Believe your value. Mark 9:23 says, All things are possible to him who believes. If you believe you are worthless, then you won't add value to yourself. Because no one believes in oneself who doesn't... I'm going to say this again. Because one who believes in oneself, that person doesn't try to convince others. Because somebody who is content with oneself doesn't need other people's approval. Because one who accepts oneself... The whole world will come and accept him or her. 
Listen to me. If you believe in yourself, you won't need to convince others to believe in you. If you're content with yourself, you won't need other people's approval. If you accept yourself, sooner or later, the whole world will come and accept you. Know and believe that God loves you and that's all you need. You are not in an accident. God has packaged you well to be used for his purpose and for his glory. And that's why Paul got to a stage. He just made a, a, a audacious statement that I am what I am. Deal with it. Believe your value. Number two, honor your value. Honor it. The value we place on ourselves is usually the value others place on us. If you put a small value on yourself, rest assured, the world will not raise your price. You've got to value yourself. <laughs> Everybody wants you to do everything for them. You've got to value yourself. As a pastor, I've got to value myself, value my life. You've got to value yourself. You can't be in every place at every single time. If, if you say as an MC, oh, I'll, I'll take 50 pounds, that's the value, that's what they're going to give you. If you value yourself and say it's 300 pounds, that's what they're going to pay. You've got to honor your value. I would rather lose one job because the people who want to employ me do not value me. I'm not going to go around giving services to people for free for the rest of my life. At one point in time, you've got to value yourself. I mean, quack a joke, it may help you, it may not be a joke to some of you. I remember at one point in time, weddings. Weddings are one of the most tricky times in worship tabernacle because everybody wants us to bow our knees towards their demands Do not, without realizing that there are also thousands and hundreds of other people who are doing the same thing you're doing. And I remember at one point in time, People have what are called destination weddings. Go out and have a wedding there. And then I have to drive hundreds of miles just to go there mm -hmm. and conduct the wedding. And they will be late and I'll be sitting in my car. I remember one day I had an epiphany. Like, what is happening here? Am I serious? That day, the bride was late. I was hungry. I had to go to a filling station, Marks and Spencer's, I really care, buy some sandwich. I ate the sandwich. It was brown bread. I hate brown bread. But I was so hungry that brown bread tasted like white bread. I ate the bread with the chicken and the stuff in there. Took a Coke. I know it's not right, but I did. And then I sat in the car and then I called, are they still there? They're not there. And I drive back, and then I'm sitting. And I think I must have done like two hours of counseling. And then I said to myself, you know what? Do you know that the MC that they hired is getting paid? You know, the guy who is on the sound that's playing the songs is hired and being paid. And I looked at myself, I said, this is, you know, you know what's coming? Stupid. So I decided, I'm going to miss some people. I may lose some people not coming to church anymore. But let me not lose my value. Because if I do not honor myself, nobody will honor me. So next time there was a destination wedding, you pay 
for me to sleep there, pay for the hotel, pay for my transportation. Are you hearing me? And then you pay the fee. Just that when you are late, and then there's also a late fee. So that when you are late, even I can pray for you to be late. Because there is a value and an honor you place. Some people kicked against it, but it shows that they value an MC and they value a DJ more than they value and honor the pastor that was there for you before you married, there for you while you're getting married, and be there for you and your children after you get married. Lose some. Let me say to some people who are in the business, lose some. Lose some because if you do not honor yourself, people will not honor you. If you put a small value on yourself, the, the world is never going to raise a price. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. Don't accept other people's value of you. Their opinions really don't count. Number three, I think, cultivate your value. Cultivate it. You will never increase or improve your value if you still have a low self-esteem. Accept yourself. You know we're still talking about accept yourself. Oh Jesus. Accept yourself. You cannot accept yourself if you don't believe that you have value. Honor your value and also cultivate your value. Low self-esteem puts a ceiling on your potential. People are never able to outperform their self-esteem. I'm going to pray for you today that you will develop a new picture about yourself. Stop thinking like a victim. Because if you think like a victim, you will crush your company. There's a huge price, a huge price, sorry, to pay living as a victim. Get help healing yourself from the past. So you don't repeat your past in your present. Because if you don't get help, you will devalue who you are. That guy left you alone. Pick yourself up. Pray. Heal yourself. Get wisdom. Because if you don't, you will bring your past into your present. And many people don't realize that they may, be, they may end up hurting those who God has brought along to them to add more value to you. So Taliqua ghosted you and messed you up, but Mamikwa is in your life and you're still bringing the issues of Taliqua in the life of Mamikwa. It's not going to work because Mamikwa will soon walk out because she knows you're hurting, but she doesn't know why you're hurting. Many men are saying, yeah, I still don't want to get married. Let's, I still got to achieve some certain things before I get married. Look, let me say this to you. Many of you are doing that based on the fact of you're still hurting. Maybe someone said you were a failure. Maybe one girl walked out of you to go to meet someone else who was driving a BMW but didn't realize that that was debt. Many of you are saying to yourself, I don't know why this is coming. I'm never going to marry someone who is younger than me, older than me, has some certain age. As if that is going to give you longevity of life. Have you realized that when God brings someone to you, it may not be in the package? That you want. But it will sort out the packages of your life. As I always say. You're looking for six packages. Packs up. But if you're looking for a package that comes from God. That is the thing that will save your life. But you're bringing the hurt of the past into the future. And you're devaluing yourself. 
Women must have messed you up. Exchange your life in different areas. But that doesn't mean that God will not bring a richie into your life. And we're treating really, we're treating richie as really. And we're devaluing ourselves. Because we cannot cultivate a good value of ourselves if we keep looking into the past. Yes, people will hurt us. That's part of life. I got hurt. If I didn't get hurt, I wouldn't marry the wife I married. I got hurt. I got hurt. I got hurt spiritually and physically. I, I, I got hurt because I thought, God, I thought, you, I thought you spoke to me. I thought you said she's the one. I thought. God always has a way of turning things around. Number four, let me give you this. See possibility in your value. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things are possible. Oh, okay, we're going to have a bit of a long service here. Let me give you number two. I've got to give you number two because if I leave it just on number one, it will not be great. So number three, one is you've got to accept yourself. Number two, I hope you're taking notes. Be kind to you. Be kind to you. Accept you, but be kind to you. There's a difference in accepting you and loving you. You may even love someone, but you may not accept them. <laughs> you may love someone, but you may not accept them. You, you, you may accept the job you have, but you may not actually love the job you're doing. And you've got to not only accept you, but you've got to love you. You've got to learn to love you. Then you will become a good CEO. Have you ever seen a, a business owner that hates his own business? If he does, the business will soon disintegrate. Because it is love that keeps you going through the difficult times. Loving yourself doesn't mean that you're narcissistic or self-absorbing. No, it simply means that you are choosing to enjoy and accept who you are despite the dissenting voices of doubt and condemnation. You've got to be kind to you. Come on, somebody. If, if anything you hear today is be kind to yourself. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. What does Galatians say? Let's look at the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14. It says, For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor, what? As yourself. Meaning you cannot love your neighbor if you do not know how to love yourself. Love yourself. Let me give you four things that you can do. To love yourself and be a good CEO. Number one, learn to talk kindly to yourself. Stop talking to yourself the way the devil will talk to you. Whether you know it or not, you have a, you, every single day, have a running conversation with yourself all the time. God, God, your self-talk. If you are negative, you will undermine your self-worth. You need to become your own encourager. You need to be your cheerleader. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, Ha ha! I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Look into yourself and, 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 and take a good look. Just pat your hair around. And do, do, do great things for yourself. Don't only do it occasionally. Sometimes on Instagram, I see this something called TikTok. TikTok. Where some ladies come in. They look 
with no makeup and then someone drops something and then suddenly they, they cover the screen and bam, they come home looking good. Look good every time. Say to yourself, God, I am worthy of acceptance. Talk kindly to yourself. Be your own cheerleader. Hey, I'm losing weight. Nobody recognizes it. Are you losing weight for them? Lose it for yourself. Look at yourself. When your six-pack starts to show, yeah. If it's not showing, yeah. But just be your own cheerleader. If you do something right today, pat yourself on the back. Every time you make a mistake, don't bring up everything that is wrong about you. Tell yourself that you're paying the price for growth and that you have learned to do it better the next time. How are you kind to yourself? Learn to talk kindly to yourself. Number two, decide that you are worthy of love. Decide. You may have to make that decision. Build the courage to give and receive love. Psalm 139 and verse 14. And I praise you because of the wonderful way you created me. Everything you do is marvelous. Of this, I have no doubt. Decide you are worthy of love. Come on ladies, come on men. Let go of unloving relationships. Let go of toxic relationships that reinforce negative beliefs and behaviors you have about yourself. You're in a relationship and they're only criticizing you. Why don't you wear this makeup? Why don't you do your hair like this? Why are you like this? Why do you talk like this? Why do you do? If everything is negative, step out of it. You are the CEO of your own life. You're worth more than that. Never Listen to me. Listen to me. Write this down. Write this down. Never, single guys, millennials, Gen Z's, listen to me from my heart. Never get into a relationship where you become the renter and the other person becomes the owner of your life. How can you enter into a relationship and you're renting your space, renting your own life? Never. You need to always be the owner. So what does that, what does that mean, Pastor? Never sell out. How can I be kind to myself? Be patient with yourself. CEOs are not in a hurry. You've got to be patient. The most disheartening thing in life is when you see someone else achieve something quickly with little effort. What you are putting a lifetime of effort into it is disheartening. I know that. Have you ever seen people who eat a lot and never get fat? Do you like those people? Have you ever just seen someone who, who they just discover, bam, they're thrown into the limelight? Have you ever seen people who just have, just, just have a relationship success? They marry, they have a children's success, they have a ministry success, they have a job success. And have you ever seen people who just get away with sin? I have a friend of mine, when we go out, he eats, man. Come to Boho here. Nothing shows. Nothing shows. And then he has the audacity to go outside and say, I live a healthy life. Don't you get angry. But listen. Listen to me. If you're ever going to listen to anything, how do I be patient with myself? Don't compare. Don't compare. We're on a unique path. Everyone is on their different path. It's, it's great to be inspired by another person's story, but if hearing another person's story, we feel that we are lesser, and that we, need, we feel that we are not worth anything. We need to start to focus on our own path. 
Look at where you're going and not where you're at. Got to close now. Prayer does not work for those who want to operate on other people's timetable. Worship Tabernacle is different from Hillsong's. Worship Tabernacle is different from KICC. Worship Tabernacle is different from Elevation Church. Surely we are really different from Potter's House. Worship Tabernacle is different. We're different from, from the tab. We're different. Everyone is on their unique path. But, but, but if I start comparing everybody else to myself, my prayers won't be answered. You cannot, your faith cannot work when you are comparing yourself with others because what you are basing your faith is is not the plan of God for your life. Be patient with yourself. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3, the Living Bible, what does it say? It says these things won't happen right away. It says slowly, steadily, surely. Slowly, what? Steadily, surely. Repeat it after me, what? Slowly, steadily, surely. The time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. It seems slow. Do not despair. For these things will surely come to pass. Better days are coming. What does it say when it finishes? It says, just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. Be patient with yourself. Give yourself time. It's okay if your story is not an overnight success. It's still valid. You, you can't fix all of your problems overnight. Take things one step at a time. And this will help you run the marathon instead of running the sprint. Embrace where you're coming from. You did not start with the same opportunities as the people you're comparing yourself with. Stop being hard on yourself. The biggest victim of my impatience, my impatience, is unfortunately myself. We've all been frustrated with ourselves, whether it is with our skills, whether it's with our accomplishments, whether it's with our journey, development, or shortcomings. Those of us who don't have patience for ourselves are constantly self-criticizing and we feel disappointed. Got to give yourself time. If you're going to be a good CEO, you've got to give yourself time. Even if you've made mistakes, give yourself time. This gives me the last point. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. If you have made financial mistakes, forgive yourself. If you've made emotional mistakes, forgive yourself. If you've made uh, circumstantial mistakes, forgive yourself. Because the only way to move forward is to move forward. Forgive yourself. Some people, are, I'm doing their finances, and when, when I do a calculation, they, 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 some of them may bust out in tears but forgive yourself forgive yourself learn to forgive yourself because you will never love yourself if you can't forgive you your 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 most times your ability to be productive doesn't depend on your failure yesterday remember stars don't shine without darkness and the light always shines through people who have cracked Maybe your mistakes will be a teaching to some others. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. For God, who said, Let there be light in darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts, so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. He says, We now have this light shining in our heart, 
But we ourselves are like fragile clays, jars containing these great treasures. He says broken vessels. So, so another verse says this makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Allow yourself to make mistakes. Forgive yourself for your mistakes and shortcomings. It may be a difficult practice, but it remains essential in loving yourself. You've got to learn to accept yourself. And you've got to learn to love yourself. That will make you a good CEO of your life. That will make you take ownership of your life. Because if you don't take ownership of your life, somebody else is going to own you. Then you will start to rent and pay money for your own life. Because you're renting space. You've mortgaged your life out to circumstance, situation, and people. You will take ownership. You will be a great CEO. But please learn to accept who you are. You can't change that. But also learn to love you. When you love you, you will forgive yourself. When you love you, you will have value in yourself. When you love you, you will bless yourself. When you love you, you will take you out for dinner. Just you, out for dinner. You, 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 out for dinner. Take some money. Go to the Dorchester when they open it. Sit down and eat. Take, eat good food. Love yourself. How would I give my cutlery that's so expensive to someone else who comes to visit me and I can't use it in my own house? God forbid. Love you. When you love you, God will start to cultivate greatness on the inside of you. Can we bow our heads and let's pray. Father, we thank you. This afternoon, we thank you. I want some of you to disown the circumstances that you find yourself in right now. Love you. I want some of you to start to say, God, I'm going to believe in my value. I'm going to honor my value. Some of you start to say, I'm going to cultivate my value. I need some of you to start to pray and start to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Oh, 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 I was in that relationship. It messed up. I should have known. What, how stupid was I? Forgive yourself. Oh, I got into that business. I made a bad transaction. Forgive yourself. Just forgive yourself. Forgive yourself, guys. Forgive yourself. Let it go. Start to ask God, God, please heal me. Heal my broken heart. Heal me. And if you're watching me online, you're hurt. You've been disappointed. You've been let down by family, by friends. Everybody else has left. Better days are coming. But it only comes when you give your life to Jesus. Why don't you pray with me? Why don't you invite Lord Jesus into your life? Because he's the one that says your life counts. He's the one that says your, your life matters. He's the one that says... I am the shepherd of your soul. Jesus is the one that can turn it around. That's all we can give to you. And then as you do that, you come into an atmosphere and a covenant that says shaping lives. Come with me in prayer. If this is your first time. And say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Today, I ask you to become my Lord, my Savior, my friend, my Redeemer, and my Restorer. Thank you, because I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name. And you say, Amen. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba. 
pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.